Afternoon, big lad. We're on. We're on. Afternoon, mate. Yeah, I'm. I'm here. I'm here. Like I told you before we come on, I've got. I've got a cup of tea for the first time. What have you got? Is that a coffee? This is coffee, mate. Yeah, because we've we've jumped straight on, haven't we? We are. And yeah. I, know, I know. I sounded like really surprised then, as if like this wasn't planned. Obviously, this podcast is planned. But yeah, no cups of tea, bang average. <laughs> this is literally what Chris just said to me. But no, I just think they are. I just think they're so average, so okay. so average. I had one the other day. I thought, you know what? Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm gonna have a cup of tea, and it was just average. I'm not. I'm not saying they're. I'm not saying they're not nice here. They're gonna defend myself early doors because Yorkshire tea. They're just. It's just average. I don't. It doesn't. It's not like a. Like, I, I, it's just my it's my opinion. I just think the taste is bang average. I don't think it like a, a coffee gives you a boost, obviously, because the caffeine. You know, you can sweeten it up slightly. You can do whatever. That's you what I think this it. needs, though. I think this needs a bit of sugar. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. Then I, I don't know. Co- coffee's obviously much of a stronger taste. Maybe maybe I've just absolutely destroyed my taste buds. <laughs> It reminds me, obviously, this is like I say, the first one that I've had in ages. It it tastes a bit like coins. Do you know what I mean? In that, I don't, I don't know. Metallic. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a bit of a worry, that mate. Hey, it's maybe it's maybe. Is it in date? Is it you got? I, is I, it in date? No yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm not sold on it. I'm not sold on on a cup of tea. And I know, I know that I'm. Technically, an adopted Yorkshireman, which is like slander up here, isn't it? That by saying that, well, but, mate, I'm a I'm a full on Yorkshireman, and I'm I mean it's all right, but yeah, that, that's I'd, it. I'd rather, it I'd is literally it is literally all right, five out of ten drink max, isn't it? Do you remember that? Do you remember that phrase? We won't have to go into the full story, but do you remember when we used to um, say that thing about oh she's nice? <laughs> yeah, we can go into the let's go into the full story. Yeah, let's do that's it. The, that's the same thing of this, like that. But it is, it's just nice. It's just nice. Yeah, it's nice. We've got to, we've got to give the context behind that story now, mate. Haven't we, we? Need to, we need to fill them in. Come on, because this is, it actually makes us laugh, because it? it's proper. I'll, 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 I'll give people a bit of background because some people might not know this. Some people might not know that we used to live with each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, unless if they've listened to all these, they'll have found out. But yeah. Yeah. It was the back. This, it was the back this, this, was, this was back in the day. This was good little phrase, wasn't it? Sir? Must be seven or eight years ago now. Must be seven or eight years. Uh, what were? Yeah, about about seven years, isn't it? About seven years. Yeah. And yeah, you know, we we we're, we're going back to when you know, Rob and myself, single lads, lads. single lads. lads. We went out every Saturday night, literally without fail. I don't know how we. I don't know how we managed to do it financially. I have no idea. Um, every Saturday night went out big time. Leeds City Centre, Call Lane, because that it was Call Lane, wasn't it? It was all the time. It was um, Jake's Bar. Jake's Bar. It was Revs. It was Call Lane Social. Call Lane. Back, it was Backroom, and then Revs to Cuba. Like they were the. That was that was every weekend, wasn't it? It was. No, I, I never thought that was brilliant. Stop. It was. <laughs> and we were in, and I remember it, we were in Bottom Revs. Remember it really, really well. Bottom revs, we'd had, we'd had a few, haven't we, mate? We'd had a few as as normal. So yeah, and then, and then we were, I think we were, yeah, we were like not quite on the dance floor, but between the bar and the dance floor, you know, just just have, we, have, we a, have quite, a chat. We weren't quite there for the for the boogie, were we? But we also we weren't quite there yet. About we weren't it. quite at that point, and then you know, just a a, a couple of lasses just kind of like walked through us. They kind of split us, didn't they? And there was the lass at the back. And we both just looked, obviously, just both of us just looked at her. 
And then we just looked at each other and we both just went, well, she looked really nice. <laughs> Literally <laughs> both said exactly the same words. Um, so it yeah. stuck, didn't it? So anything that, because she was, you know, she was attractive, wasn't like, she looked um, happy, mate. She looked happy. She, yeah, she just she looked like a lovely, lovely lady. Like she couldn't hurt a fly. Couldn't hurt a fly, mate, honestly. Yeah, and she was, and we just said, yeah, she looks nice. So yeah, that, that's where that came from. Stuck probably. Um, but it just I think whenever we say that, it just <laughs> it just takes us back to those times, doesn't it, mate? 100 percent Yeah. We get so it yes, takes us back to those times. Not that, we're, not that we're not happy now. No, it's just different different stages of life. And it's like you said, like when you look at that, like you um you never know when that stage of life is going to end. I think I was listening to Stephen Bartlett's podcast actually the other day, and he was saying when he used to go out, when he used to go out to the clubs, like 25, basically similar age to us there, he would go out and he was like, why don't people in the 30s and 40s come out clubbing and stuff like that? Like, I, I, I'll never stop doing this. And I think we've spoken about this more in, you know, in private rather than on the podcast, but we've said before, going like, when did it actually stop? Because it was like it was one of them. It was like something that you do every single weekend, and isn't it weird? Just something that happens in life. It, it just you do it every single, and then suddenly there's one weekend that you miss, and it just never happens again. I'm not like, being funny, mate. I, there's no chance I could do it now. Absolutely not a chance at all. It, it, it literally, it literally gives me the BBGBs of like you know just think, just thinking about staying out till three, four a.m. every Saturday, spending you know ridiculous amounts of money on literally nothing like. Because you can't like a lot of the nights couldn't really remember it, it's blurry. Like you, you're paying for memories essentially. What you do though, you you're you can't um, really remember. Yeah, but you wake up the next day in pain, and oh. this this is the thing that we've spoken about again in terms of like you know why is our drinking more limited now than probably ever has been? Because we can link the pain to drinks. So as in like, I don't mind having the odd couple, right? I don't drink masses, but I don't mind having the odd couple. I can easily go weeks and weeks without touching it. But it's that link to pain. It's like, I I really, really, I value waking up the next day and feeling so frigging fresh, it's untrue. Like you can, you literally, you can't, you can't take that away from me. I frigging love it. No, it is. Isn't it ironic that we're talking about this before I got some beers with you and you and Dee on Saturday? Well, you're not drinking, obviously, but 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 I think like it's it's, like it's in it. moderation, isn't it? And it's there's there's strategies around the, the way that that you can reduce how you feel the next day. Which obviously at that point we were just like, no, nah, we're just going hell for leather, and it was it was so much fun. It was so much fun, but it's just not sustainable. It isn't sustainable. I don't, like literally, like. Literally, these days, I just want my sleep. Just want my sleep. Like, even 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 if it like like I use I use New Year's Eve for an example. Like I was knackered the next day, and you know we went to bed at one half one in the morning. Yeah, it wasn't even like wasn't even drinking, really, not that heavily, and not heavily anyway. Yeah. Like when you look at it like that, it's just like just it right writes you off, and I guess it's it's all about tolerance to a point, isn't it? Like obviously our bodies were very tolerant to it at that stage as well. Whereas now our bodies aren't. I've got zero level of tolerance now. Exactly. So like there's there's yeah. that there's that part to it as well in terms of well actually our bodies because they are significantly more healthy. Well, I speak for myself anyway. Um, it is much more healthy than what it was. <laughs> it it can't tolerate it as much, so it hits it hits me harder, and that's fine. Like, I, like I'm I get and that. As much as it's horrendous on the day, it's actually a good sign because it's your body giving you feedback of don't do that again. Yeah. Don't do that again, mate. That, this, is, like this, that. Is, this isn't great. This go, go back to doing what you've been doing because that, that works you know well. That 
that that links to, to to everything in terms of like psychology. It's funny how we start off on these random notes and then pull it back to what we do, but that links to the psychology of the mind, right? Whenever you've had a bad experience, if you have a bad experience in a restaurant, right, chances are you don't go back to it. If you, if you end up with food poisoning, you then, you, you, your brain connects, you know, bad memories or whatever with that restaurant, so you don't go back there, right? The same thing, if you eat a certain meal, I remember when I was younger, I was ill with meatballs once, comp- like sick, all that malarkey, and I then did, I refused to eat meatballs for years because I had this association that they would make me sick. And it's funny, isn't it? That when you have that, it's like, you know, when you drink, like you say, the next day you feel like shit. And if you do go to like extreme lengths, which I'm sure many people do when they're listening to this, like, you know, and you end up suffering with the headache, the lack of sleep, feeling like shit for literally, like, let's face it, when you, let's, I would say, to be honest, when you're, when you're closer to 30 and then, you know, beyond your 30s, that alcohol affects you way way more obviously and you really really notice it like it doesn't just affect you the day after it affects you the freaking week after (laughs) you're like trying to play a catch you'll be like what is going on but i'll tell you what if i knew what i knew now obviously it's always one of those things in it but if i knew what i knew now about nutrition and about hydration and about the effects of alcohol I'm not going to say that I'd go back and I'd change what, like how I live, because like you said, like we had some f- fantastic times, some great memories and stuff, but I might be tempted to drink a little bit more water in between my drinks because some of those headaches and also now we, now I also know the effects of like, you know, not even prescription drugs, but over the counter drugs like paracetamol and ibuprofen, right? That, that I would quite happily take the morning after the effects that that has on your gut and the gut lining and the health down there and stuff. Like now I understand all this. I'm like, oh my God, Rob, you are literally killing yourself. <laughs> you know, like that, like it's madness. Isn't it? Like, obviously I, I don't do that now, but I, I still obviously drink just like you say, way more in moderation. Uh, but it's, it's fascinating. I think all of this stuff to do with like the body and how people change and what happens in their life. But yeah. But this, like, let, let, let's bring this to the current, the present day. Yep. We're, we're essentially dealing with a lot of people who, are essentially in the position that we were in. Uh-huh, yeah. Lack of knowledge around nutrition, lack of knowledge around the effects of alcohol, lack of knowledge around how to handle social events and nights out and meals out. So, yeah, in hindsight, it's like, you know, fucking hell, yeah, I would have done it different. But ultimately, we're almost now trying to help other people overcome it so that they exactly. can make the yeah. same mistakes that we made. Now, again, I wouldn't change it because it was fucking brilliant and it was a great time. Yeah. But like I said, there's not a chance on this earth that I could go back to living like that. There's just not. You, you'd have to pay me a hell of a lot of money to do it because the the impact that it has on, you know, sleep, recovery. And uh, again, I've, we're both significantly more well-trained now from a physical standpoint. So the impact <laughs> on performance in the gym and so on and so forth. And, and also just like the decisions that we now have to make as more mature adults, kind of. Yeah, um, we I'd say more, more, more so, more examples than what we were back in. Them yeah, days. but we've got more. We've got more decisions that we have to make where we have to probably be a bit more rational. So, you know, back when we were 24, 25, literally, you know, like, you know, in a in a rented flat, in in you know middle of Leeds, like, you know, what 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 are two 24 year old lads to do at that point, or 25 year old lads to do at that point, like you know, crack on. But ultimately, if we've got somebody who's a bit further down the line in their mid-30s, 40s, who actually finds themselves 
maybe not going out every Saturday night, but drinking up every weekend and struggling with the effects of alcohol into their Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, then that's kind of our, our genuinely, it's a big part of our role, isn't it? And to, to kind of reframe those circumstances as to, well, let's have a look at how you can handle this a bit better. Because if you were to take this, this action or try and do this around said event, you'll actually find that come Monday when you're back in work and you've got your boss nagging at you for a meeting or an email or whatever it is, you can be much more rational in that moment as opposed to, and we've, we've obviously spoken about stress recently, but as opposed to that immediate stress compounding other stress because essentially you're a bit slower, you're not as focused, you're not as concentrated. And, and you know, this is just one example of a Monday morning, but that'll eat into your week because you play catch up. Like, like there's big, big things, um, not, not big things. That's definitely not the right word. Um, like it's, it's really, it's really important to understand the impact. That's what I meant. It's, it's the, the impact that it has is massive. Mm-hmm. It has a big impact. Yeah. That was what I was going after. It has a big impact that, yeah, Saturday night, you're having a good time. And, you know, it's not to say don't socialize. It's just to have the understanding of the impact that it's going to have the next day and the day after. And we we always say it like, it's not the event that's going to mess you up. It's what you do after the event, the day after, with irrational decisions around nutrition, poor hydration, being really reactive, oh, let's get a takeaway, or I'm not going to go and get my steps, I'm not going to go and get fresh air. Like The best cure for a hangover for me is literally getting up, down in you know, two pints of water, and just going out and getting fresh air. Just going for a long walk, as well. getting some fresh air. Like, like obviously the weather's quite nice now. Like it's, it's a little bit chilly, but it's dry. It's blue skies. You know, you go in and you, you you get the fresh air, and it just clears you out. And the amount of times that let's use us as an example, back when we were we were doing it, we would wake up, you know, you know midday, let's say eleven o'clock. Yeah. We'd run run to Sainsbury's, go right, let's get some pizzas in, let's get some biscuits in, let's get you know some you know sugary drinks or whatever, Lucasades or whatever, then we'll, you know, or the football starting at two, let's chuck the football on, you know, literally haven't got changed yet, literally still in like, you know, dressing gown or whatever, you know, roll on 6pm, it's right, let's stick the pizzas, and you're like, you look at it, it's like zero movement, zero hydration, food quality is naff at the best, and then you, you, you go to bed Sunday because you're fucked, because you're literally still knackered, wake up Monday and it's like, still struggling. And that, that, that still happens with the people. This is, things, right? It does 100%. But this is as well, this is knowledge around food. And like like we know, obviously, the webinar that we did for the one-to-one guys on Tuesday, you know, in and around stress, you know, when alcohol comes in, it's a stress for the body to deal with, right? It causes stress within our digestive system and it completely throws our body out of balance. <clears throat> and then on top of that, like you just said then, people then compound that stress with more stress by heaping in a ton of processed foods and shit and then that obviously makes it just worse. And like you said, and that, that's the compounding effects. And that's the cycle that a lot of people are in, which like you say, obviously like what we help people manage nowadays and, you know, and find a way around it. It's not a case of not doing it, but I think people's, I think if people had a greater level of knowledge and understanding around alcohol, the effects of alcohol, what it is doing for them, how it's affecting not just one area of the life, but every area of the life, they would have more respect for it. Cause I know that that's what changed me when I started reading into it and understanding that's it. I didn't go, I didn't go one way or the other, but I started getting an understanding of going, hang on a minute, 
if I want to do what I want to do with life, I need to make changes here. And this is actually damaging my progress, right? It's stopping me going the direction that I want to go in because it's it's writing days off. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's leading to severe lack of productivity. It's affecting, you know, obviously the brain function. It's affecting my gut health. It's affecting my energy levels. My it's just It just affects everything in that long term. And like you said, it's not about not drinking. Like, you know, we still sit here now and say that we still do drink, but it's uh, there is definitely more limit on it. And I think what, I, what I'd throw into this on an avenue that I'd take um, this in, is actually like an individual uh, this week who came to me, not in relation to alcohol, but in relation to change. And that's that obviously like change takes time. And this is something, a point that I think is is great for us to put across on here. This individual said, so I've done four weeks worth of, um, you know, training, coaching or whatever. I think it's, what is it? There's a time and a place to go it alone. Okay. I was like, four weeks. I was like, Four weeks, okay. I've been studying for 12 years and I'm still studying now. You're doing it for four weeks and you think now's the time to go it alone. <laughs> and this is a point that I literally wanted to hammer home is that change takes time for people, whether you're tweaking stuff to do with alcohol, getting the knowledge on it, your nutrition, your lifestyle, your habits, all this kind of stuff, right? Me and Chris didn't just wake up one morning and say, right, that's it. I'm no longer drinking alcohol <laughs> or, you know, I'm going to start cutting it down. It was something that happened over a period of time, the recognition of it. And, you know, the majority of you guys will have said it before, but you've tried to make changes to your lifestyle, chances are for years, and you've just got nowhere near where you want to get to. Four weeks, you haven't even dipped your toe in the ocean, right? You have not even dipped your toe in the ocean. And you know what? I brought this conversation up with my dad. Uh, he had to give me give me a lift down when I helped him out the other day. And he's giving me a lift down. And I brought this conversation up and I said, Dad, I said, what do you think of this? Because obviously my dad's been through the transformation process and been through everything with us and understands it all. I said, Dad, I said, what do you think of this? He said, do you want my honest advice, son? He went, bullshit. Like that. And I was like, all right, okay, so it's bullshit, right? I said, but but why? And his response was, he said, I'll be honest with you. He said, the process, the the, the level of detail that you and Chris go into with things and, you know, and probably, well, we know, not probably, other coaches out there as well go into, he said, in terms of making change, he said, the absolute minimum I would say that someone needs is at least a year. Yeah. And I was like that. I was like, interesting. But he even said, then he pushed it further and said, I'd probably push it to 18 months because it's you, you're actually grasping the whole concept. So it really made me laugh when this individual said, you know, there's a time that we all need to go it alone, right? So after four weeks, uh, and obviously this this was someone who had um, got, um, you know, they'd won a month free because obviously we don't offer, um, you know, one month's worth of coaching. And it's for this reason, like the cogs are only just turning. You know, like that, there is so much to learn. There's such a vast quantity of stuff to learn. And, you know, this, I guess the message behind this for you guys listening is that you have to appreciate that things take time. And if you're expecting to unravel 5, 10, 15 years worth of habits in, I'm not even going to say four weeks because that's a lot of shite, right? In three months, you're wrong. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get a long-term sustainable change Right in three months, it's not going to happen, and that's the that's the real. I don't care what coaches, what other coaches out there advertise to try and get you into their programs like that. We're very open, actually, in terms of the stuff that we put out because we'll say, look, like we're going to give you the tools to help you achieve long term sustainable, you know, change. But it doesn't mean to say that you're going to do it because the tools we all know people don't action it, right? But th- this is the point that the the number one factor in people's change is accountability and accountability of someone else 
enhances an individual's result by up to 70%. Yeah. And I will I will probably sit here and put, put my money where my mouth is and say that there's only 1% of people in the world, 1% of people in the world that can do shit alone without accountability. It's a very, very rare few, right? And yeah. this is... This is literally like, you know, when you look at change, I mean, I had to bring it up because it didn't half make me laugh. And I thought, I've got to bring this into conversation on the podcast because people need to hear this and they need to wake up that you're not going to get sustainable change in three months, let alone four weeks. No, it, it, like, and I, I was actually walking the dog earlier and the concept of time was something that I was thinking about. Not not like not yeah. like deeply. I don't, I'm not like really philosophical on my walks. I was just thinking about it. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's Thursday again. Like, how's that happened? Yeah. So like these podcasts come around so quick. Like, I'll, I'll say to clients that I see one, once once in the week, uh, once once a week in the gym. I say, Jesus Christ, I'm seeing you again already. Yeah. Which is great because, Why, it, doesn't it? but when you like look at that across a period of time, I think right, four weeks is now gone. Like, it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> And with the way that the world is now with the technology and how literally we're, we're so distracted and because, because we're so, I'm not going to say in tune with everything, but because we are so alive to everything that's going on a lot of the time and, and distracted and then we're always trying to action new things that actually we, we don't actually fully action stuff. And I, I'm guilty for this, by the way. We, we just scratch the surface. And it, like in four weeks, you're literally not even scratching the surface. You yeah. might you might raise a little bit of awareness about a certain topic, but we know, I know, one hundred percent, and you, you will as well. But like health and fitness and the human body and the mind, it's it's infinite. You yeah. can never ever ever stop learning about the human body and how the mind works. It's impossible. There isn't a human on the earth that can learn everything there is to know about it. Yeah. So to after four weeks to say, oh yeah, it's just a time to go out alone. It's just really naive, right? And it's it's really important that people understand the concept of time when they really do want to change and they want to transform their body. Because you have to invest time. It's a non-negotiable. If you come in and you go, right, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna, we're gonna do three months. Yes, you can get some change in three months. Absolutely. No problem. Of course you can. Yep. And yes, you can have quite a good amount of learning and education in that three months. Of course you can. No problem. But to get long-term, sustainable, lasting change, whereby you're in full control and understanding and being conscious about all of those things on your own, it's going to take years. I, I, like 12 months for me is than bare minimum yeah. and you need to be at it for 12 months like weekly check-ins not missing a check-in training every week monitoring your nutrition asking questions trying to understand things reflecting analyzing assessing constantly for 12 months okay. like i'm finding out things about my body every single day like when i'm training like, oh interesting like literally today I, I did a back squat for the first time in a little while to trial something out that, that I've been sort of thinking about and studying a little bit. And it, it literally tra it's transformed my squat. And it's made me think, Jesus Christ, my, my back squat previously was wank. Yeah. Like te tempo was massive. What, my foot position was massive. Where, where's the weight? Where, where, where am I feeling the weight of the floor on my foot? 
it was very heel based before and I've moved it now to more, more towards the middle of my foot. How <laughs> I'm bracing my core, all of these things that I've been like thinking about. I've, I've learned that this, over a period of time and actioned it this morning. Now yeah. that's going to transform my squat moving forwards. Yeah. People will look at us and go, oh, well, you're experts. You'll, you're, you're like the, you know, the, the, the end product. Are we fucking bollocks? The end product, by the way. Like it's just not, it's just net. Literally like what one of our clients realized this week. And they said that they, they said, which I think also comes into this is that, you know, they said, oh, you know, I can't wait to get to the end of this journey. And I enlightened them to say, there is no end. Life is a game of constant, never-ending improvement. I will never forget that phrase. I will never let it down like that. That is my belief. That is what I hold in my head. I don't know where it came from, but that's what it is. And, and it is that we can constantly improve, which means that we have to be happy with where we're at in the modern day, but then we also have to appreciate that we can get better. But yeah, it was um, it was definitely a funny one to bring up was that was that like, you know, you know four weeks is laughable is laughable because sadly the sad thing is as well you know i guess obviously you know it's great for us because we get to bring it to the light of you guys that are listening to this and you know just just to make you guys aware but you know the sad thing about this is on the flip side is that individual will have learned next to nothing as in literally like we say they haven't even dipped the toe in the ocean and underneath the ocean there's a mountain and they've got to get to the bottom, right? To, to get to all the deep layers and understanding of everything that goes on. But also, sadly, that individual, I can guarantee you, six months from now, one year from now, will be in the same place today, if not worse, right? And that's that's the sad reality, is that when people chase a quick result, or when people leave, a, leave for example, like a process too soon, like that, they never get to where they want to get to, and they always fall backwards. And, you know, like I, it was like music to my ears, I think hearing it from my dad, who's just really stuck by the process for such a long period of time. Um, just hearing him say, you know, he believes it was like a year to 18 months before the penny fully dropped and went, you know what, I fucking got it. And I'll, I'll enlighten you to the reason why. The majority of you, when you go to a coach for change, you have to start off in a preparation phase. Right, which is literally just preparing your body. Well, let me tell you this the preparation phase is eight weeks in itself, right? Minimum eight weeks minimum, just preparing you. Okay. Then you either, depending on your current state, you then need to either enter a fat loss phase or a building phase, right? How long's that? Depends on current size, depends on current goal. Literally, your fat loss phase could be one, two, three years, right? It could be 12 weeks. And then the flip side of that, your building phase, right? I be, I'll be honest. I say to people, if you're going to do anything less than, to be honest, like nine months in a building phase, it's pointless. Absolutely pointless, right? A building phase, when you look at people who do proper builds and add lean muscle tissue, they might be in a building phase. One of my good friends, he's been in a building phase for three and a half years. Three and a half years, constantly getting guided, getting monitored, getting pushed through different phases, right? So then you look at that, that's years. And still these individuals then at that stage, they still haven't learned to maintain. So they could have been with you for years and they haven't learned to maintain. The maintenance phase for me is probably the most important phase because that's getting an individual out of striving towards some big-ass goal and actually teaching them, saying, look, if you want to live life in this way, performing how you perform now, feeling how you feel now, this is how to maintain this for the rest of your life. And that phase, we say to, you know, obviously people, is a minimum of eight weeks an absolute minimum of eight weeks so that you can get used to it. And then there is obviously one other phase, which, you know, to be honest, is the pinnacle, which most people want to get to. And that's the performance phase. 
Well, I mean, learning to perform to your absolute best, that's the constant and never-ending improvement. That's you physically and mentally in an optimal capacity, doing everything that you possibly can to have your body in an absolute boss place. And no, that doesn't mean professional athletes, like actual athletes would go in that category, but it's also general day-to-day humans, right? People who just want the best out of their bodies and their minds on a day-to-day basis. So when you analyze that there, even to be honest, like for, for some people, 18 months isn't enough right? It's still not enough. And, you know, I've actually been talking with a guy earlier on today. He's been with us. Uh, he's been with us three months. So a short period of time. And we've only just moved to level two of coaching. Level one of coaching is the absolute ground basics. Level two is where we step it up a notch, right? We've literally only just moved onto like a level two, which is madness, isn't it? When you think about it. So it's like, it's one of those things. I think it's great recognition for, you know, you guys hopefully listening to this and, and understanding, like if we can give you any advice like that, take that short-term shit out of your head <laughs> because you're going to get absolutely nowhere having that short-term mindset and thinking that you've done something for eight weeks, four weeks, whatever, and thinking that, right, it's time to go it alone is absolute madness. There's a reason why, you know, the likes of me, Chris, and other coaches like that, why we have coaches as well, overlooking everything that we do, um, because that accountability takes you to that next level, but also enhances all of your knowledge, which is, I think, the best thing behind it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, You've got a background in alcohol. You've got a background in our history. Um, you know, nice stuff. Cups of tea. We've discussed longevity. What else we've gone through on this, eh? I'll just jump in on, on the, last, the last point you've made there. And it's it's something that's not really not really spoken about when it comes to, I guess, the, the coaching process. And when people come to us for help and support and coaching, um it's i don't i don't know if there's a perception out there that sometimes it's just a case of right i've come to you you just you just need to tell me what i need to do yeah yeah yeah. a dictatorship as as much as there as much as there is elements of that in terms of right we do need to tell you what to do at times but there has to be that that buy into the process and there has to be that will to will to change but willingness to learn and implement and you know Five, six times out of ten, that's normally the case. But for for the other four or five people out of ten that that do just expect, right? Well, I've come to you, so right, where's the change? The 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 narrow minded and the narrow vision of that is only going to hinder you and and keep keep the handbrake on and really keep your progress slow. And granted, there's there's barriers that we have to break down as coaches a lot of the time. Really, there really is like right. These are barriers that we're going to have to break down. And that's that's part of the preparation phase, I think, is that yeah. it's it's actually, it's not just about preparing you physically and mentally. It's also building that relationship, building that understanding of how does this person tick? What, how can I get the best out of this person from, from our point of view of right, what, what do they really need from me week to week? Is it, is it, you know, we're dialing up the communication more so is it do they do they need that or are they quite independent or are they quite good at just going and action things and the limited touch points is actually what they need they just they just need small tasks to go away and get on with so those and again you're not going to figure that out in two three weeks four weeks like again i i'm finding out about my clients personalities that i've had for 12 months every week you find out new things every week like 
you are not going to have an immense coach-client relationship or client-coach relationship after four weeks, after eight weeks, after three months. You'll have a relationship, but you'll be constantly learning about each other. And that's massive. I don't think that that doesn't get spoken about in the fitness industry and the, the coaching field as much as it should, because that's what coaching is. It's about relationships, ultimately. Yeah. And it's about getting the best out of people and communicating that. And to start a process, thinking and expecting it to be a one-way process, thinking and expecting it to be easy, thinking and expecting it to deliver results in such a short time frame is a load of bollocks. So think about those three things. If you've got that in your head of, right, I'm thinking about signing up. I'm just going to do eight weeks. Should I get Rob or Chris to tell me what I need to do? I'll, you know, I'll get, get a little body fat off and I'll be off of my jollies. Perfect. Just don't bother ringing us. Don't bother. Like, no, I, I, I'm, that's a bit tongue in cheek, but I think it's, it's important that you have that understanding of this is, this is an investment. There's going to be managing expectations around time from, from your end. Obviously we'll support you on that and give you the roadmap and make it clear. And that's, that's really important from the outset from us. And we do that, but it's having that expectation of, right, this, this is something that's going to take a little bit longer than probably I anticipate. That's not to say that it can't happen in six months. We're not saying that. But what we're saying is have the realistic expectation of what's actually achievable and what it's actually going to take because it's it's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's not, it's not straightforward, is it? 100%. 100%. And I've, I've just put this, uh, you know, in relation to what you just said then. You got, you got my head ticking on that. And I just put, you know, the problem is, and I don't mind calling people out on this, is that people's standards are so low that they don't realise what's possible. Mm-hmm. So as in a bit like what you said then is, you know, someone becomes part of a coaching program and they think, oh, great, I've got my workout plan now and I've got my nutrition guidelines. That's going to be it. That's going to get me all the way to my result, right? Job done. Uh, But then they don't realize what's really possible inside them and their standards are low. So they haven't seen the bigger picture. So it's just kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah, I've got got to hear. But, you know, what do we know from people that obviously stay with for a long period of time and, you know, really, really action, you know, what's been outlined for them, the result blows, blows out the water what they ever thought that they could possibly achieve, you know, and it's like, you know, people's standards will replicate their quality of life as well, you know, which is, I think, the biggest thing. So what is it, you know? Um, raise raise your standards. Uh, you know, raise your life basically. Like, take your life to that next level. Some something along those lines. I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something along those lines. Uh, but yeah, there we go. Hope that is helpful for so so many out there. Uh, a deep dive into that covered so many different areas, and also give you an insight into the fact of you basically need to develop a long term mindset because yeah, training and working on anything for four weeks, three months six months pretty pointless uh you've got to be in it for the long term to make the changes that you want to make otherwise let me tell you this it will cost you it won't be an investment it will cost you because you will do four weeks you'll do three months you'll do six months you won't get to where you want to get to you'll make progress to get in there and then what you'll do is you'll stop and then you'll fall right the way back because you never got to the ultimate goal okay you never got to the ultimate place where you ultimately wanted to be where you were in full control could manage everything so don't make your life uh, a costly one make it an one way you've invested in yourself and you've achieved everything that you want to achieve Thank you for listening, guys. Don't forget, 
jump on our Instagrams at robabbis.rca and at chrismeek.rca. Email us if you've got any questions, info at rca And other than that, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Cheers, everyone.